0: good morning
1: sir how are you I'm doing good other than my computer issues it's only when we do our calls I have these computer issues it's amazing behind the scenes for those that are watching and listening um, every time I try to sign into this program my, co- my camera stops working so I have to reboot my computer three or four times what a headache but but here we are and uh, for another call
0: so yeah so, so you just got back your,
1: uh... from... yeah go ahead. I was gonna say you just got back from an amazing vacation why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did if you want to share?
0: Well, yeah, we went to uh, Phoenix for five days where my son had a national volleyball tournament. And uh, then after that, we drove up, we rented a car and drove up to the Grand Canyon and spent a day there and then drove up to Vegas and spent about a day and a half there and uh, then flew back. And the funny thing is we were supposed to fly back um, uh, Monday night at 825, you know, uh, Vegas time p.m., by the way. And uh, we get get on everything's going fine. We get on the tarmac, we get on the runway, whatever. Uh, and they say that there's a storm coming in, so they got a hold.
1: So we oh, wait no. about half
0: an hour. Yeah, yeah. We wait about a half an hour on the, on the on the plane, and then they say, "Well, the storm is getting worse. We need to pull back in." So they uh, pulled back in, you know, docked back up. And anyways, we were on the plane for four hours. Um, Waiting wow. for the storm to pass, and then we took off. And uh, uh, I, I, I would say anywhere from fifteen to twenty minutes into the uh, flight, we got hit by lightning. It, it was oh no, pretty, the, pl- the plane neat. itself. <laughs> oh yeah, really? oh, yeah. You wow, I felt it. That's great. Uh, I'm about so to fly to Bermuda. I'm about to fly to Bermuda tomorrow, so that's great news. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, and then you know, I got by the time I got home, it was eight a.m. Uh, and I didn't sleep at all. So I got maybe a couple hours of sleep, and then I you know, started my day, and I slept really good last night. Let's just put it that way.
1: Wow, yeah, I'm sure you did. I mean, the only time I've ever had that kind of delay on a plane, and I've been so lucky, I've flown all over the world, is when I went to, I think I was filming a movie down in Ohio, in Cleveland, and President George Bush, W. Bush, landed at the same time we landed, and then immediately all flight traffic is frozen. I don't know if you know that, but they... You're not allowed to take off or land and whatever. So his the Air Force One stopped. He got off. We were frozen there for like ten hours. We couldn't get out of the plane. Couldn't leave the runway. Pull up. Do anything. They just freeze all traffic and you're 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 done. Oh gosh. So for yeah. So we sat there and then finally he got back on his plane and flew away and we were allowed to to leave. It was amazing. So uh, but other than that, I mean, I've had real good luck. A few little tiny delays, but so you were. It went into the
0: Grand Canyon, right? You were. Um, On a boat and everything. Oh, we took a yeah. Well, we took an air. Excuse me, a helicopter ride um, from you know, obviously ground level. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, Not from Vegas. We were. I I went to the West Rim, so we did the helicopter ride from the West Rim into the canyon, and then we took a boat ride in the canyon, and then a a helicopter ride back out. So, and that was that was really cool. And then we did a couple other tours. Uh, wow, oh, we very there. cool. And then we did that uh, that glass sky rim where you walk out on the glass oh, and you can I see straight never... down like 4,000 feet down. You know, Yeah, you neat.
1: wouldn't catch me on that. <laughs> I, I'm like deathly afraid of heights. I couldn't handle that. Um, yeah, so, so that's cool. You know, I, I once was going to do the helicopter ride myself, and I, we drove all the way out, and that's what happened. A storm hit. Wind was coming in, rain. They said, okay, sorry, guys. We'll drive you back and give you a refund, like whatever it took us from Vegas to the place, two hours or whatever. Um, and then they just canceled it because of the dangerous uh, weather.
0: Well, we were, um, let's see, after the – what was it? Uh, after we were driving from Phoenix to Kingman, that's where we spent the night before we went to the Grand Canyon the next day, we – uh uh all of a sudden, like on my phone, all of our phones, uh, all three of our phones went off and it was a dust storm. Like it was ah. an emergency, a dust storm, and we could see it. And we got into Kingman, we got into our, our hotel um, before it hit. But uh, it, it was probably, it, was, it didn't hit us very bad, but probably about a mile, mile and a half, a little bit farther, we, we would have been just in that humongous dust storm. Wow, crazy, right? It, it, yeah, it just gave me a lot of things to talk about, you know?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it looked like a great time. And, and, you know, the most important time is you spent it with your family and enjoyed it. That's the greatest of all.
0: I'll tell you what, I was gone for a week, but I, it really felt like it was a month. It really yeah? Did.
1: That good yeah. of a vacation. Yeah, see, that's great. Where We leave tomorrow morning. I'm teaching on uh, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday at my Bermuda dojo, and then we come back on Tuesday. So we have Sunday, Monday, and a little morning Tuesday, and then we come back, and I'm going with my fiance and and my daughter, Kiara. So it's going to be a really awesome time. Normally when I go there, it's all teaching and, you know, restaurants at night, but this time I schedule time in to just have some Bermuda time, which I really have never done. I've been there like 50 times and never really just sat on the beach or did stuff like that. So it's I'm looking forward to it. Nice. nice. So, cool. well, so we uh, have a great we have a great
0: topic. Where you want to want to talk about it a little, or say yeah, say will what, just throw it. Yeah, yeah. So, outside of the box activities for profit and fun with your. Uh, dojo, and this was kind of your baby, um, with, with regards to the ideas on, on doing this particular podcast. So if you want to kick it yeah. off, that would be perfect. Well, well, I'll give you, I'll give you, I've
1: done this in the past, and this has been in the, you know, in my mind in the past. And of course, sometimes you forget about stuff that you haven't done. In fact, um, on many of our calls earlier in our numbers, like in the low 50s, we talked about a thing that I have called the event journal. It's a simple piece of paper. Nothing more than a front and back sheet of paper with a series of questions that you ask yourself while doing events. And um, anyway, I, I was reminded of this and haven't used it in quite some time. And recommended it to one of my my, my students who runs my Florida school with me. And um, yeah, anyway, long story short, I, I had a group of people, thirty-five or forty kids from tutor time. Uh, they used to go to Tiger Schulman's. For some reason, something went sour with that relationship. I have no idea. So they decided they wanted to reach out and they asked me to have their kids come for a field trip to me um and then then i had uh last year we went and we taught an outside portion not the whole thing but a small portion each day of summer camp across the, we have we have a thing called fire island by us which is a you have to get to it by ferry or only special permits with car and we were paid to do that section you know, so of, of the summer camp. So it reminds me that sometimes we're only looking internally, like inside our dojo. We're always looking at this nucleus of like, we got to bring people in. We got to, we got to have people come here. We got to do trials in-house. We got to do buddy days in-house. And, um, we sometimes forget that there's a whole world of business outside of our school from commercial businesses, whether it be, uh, other camps that are going on right now. I mean, it's not too late if you still have summertime left in your area, you could go out and reach out to these camps. They might need a special visit with a, a break in in their camp with a different activity and they will pay you for it. There's a budget in it. They'll pay you. You go when you know when you go to let's say a real estate agency and you teach a self-defense seminar. Outside, you go to their actual place and you teach it there or you ask them to come in Um, But you could step out of your comfort zone and go to alternate places to actually teach these seminars and, might I add, charge money. Um, That's important. Some some of us are so so – we're dying so much for the exposure that we no longer realize that it's a value to people. Even though that we are getting exposure, we could be charging for it. Right. So we go and we teach a gym class for for an elementary school. We do some people I know and I've done this in the past where you do the entire week. Right. And it's Monday through Friday from one o'clock to to three o'clock or from nine in the morning. You teach all the gym classes all day long, all week long for free. Because our thought is, hey, we're going to get exposure to all these kids. They're going to come and join our school. And most of the time they don't because they're not allowed to market to them and do all sorts of other things. So, um, but some of them may, some of them may not, but you could be getting paid for this. And this is something that we have to realize. Does that make
0: sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Daycares and uh, summer camps, those type of places. Uh, even yeah. public libraries that have, you know, their reading programs and stuff that are going on right now, their summer reading programs. Yeah, so so we we forget that there's a whole
1: area of wealth outside of our school, right? So we we need to we need to start thinking outside the box and saying, okay, what's out there? What's being done that are um, like-minded type activities, physical activities, or um, you know, programs that are being taught, summer programs that are in schools, in libraries, in camps, in um, you know, in whatever, you know, programs that are out there, tutor time, aftercare, daycare centers, right? Because sometimes their kids, right now for summer, parents are still working in my area. A lot of families, both parents work, so their kids are put into daycare, right? And they're there, and they charge a lot of money, by the way, for daycare. Um, in my area, it could be as high as $400 to $500 a week for, for kids to go for the week, um, they're always constantly looking for something, you know, YMCAs, daycare centers for, for them to have alternate activities, fun activities and so on. Um, I have a guy who always contacts me. This is the first year in four years we haven't done it. I mean, he's a magician. He's older dude. He's in his 80s. He's great, old school magic, you know, and that kind of thing, card tricks and so on. And um, you know, he always reaches out to all the camps, all the karate schools. You need me for like two times for your summer camp. You know, one month, another visit, another month, and he charges me like 250 to 300 per visit. Um, and it's amazing. It's something that uh, we don't realize that we have this at our at our you know and call
0: yeah and i think maybe also sometimes um we don't know what to charge you know right. we don't know what our what our time is worth uh in order to charge them so we lowball it or we do it for free right right you and know, i'm guilty what, i'm guilty of that
1: yeah why don't we talk about that a, a minute so like you know if you do not know what to charge you can always think about what you'd like to make per hour, right? It's it's that simple. Um, or you could say, okay, what do I make as an expert, right? So, like, for example, um, a good friend of mine who we had on our call, um, Shion uh, Mike Budansky, and he did one of our calls about a, a month or so ago, right? He I, One time I looked in, in my paper or however I found it, in my town, literally in my high school, literally a quarter mile from my dojo, He's coming all the way out from Putnam, Connecticut, and he's doing a public speaking thing on bullyproofing. So so I'm like, why the heck didn't they call me? But he was out actively looking for places to go. Um he went on a tour, he found a bunch of places, he charged good money for it, and they'll pay you fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars for an hour, two hours, depending on your qualifications and your expertise. So let's just pretend that we're gonna do it for a small amount. Let's say you want two or three hundred dollars for the hour to be there or you're going to do the entire week of gym classes you, you can always say listen we normally charge 3000 for the for or normally what i ask is i say what is in your budget normally the people are pretty they're not like business owners so they're
0: pretty right. open to
1: right. say well listen i you know i have we only have 4000 in our budget i'm like oh wow that's that's a little lower than what i would want to make but i'll take it you know, that kind of thing. But um, if they were a private business owner, you and I, we'd go, well, what are you going to charge us? We're not going to tell you what we want to spend, right? We want to ask first. But normally public schools, they'll, they're not – it's not their money, so they'll they'll just tell you what's in the budget. Or they might say, hey, well, I don't know if we could cover that. Let me ask and see what we can get you. And then, okay, great. I'm willing to work for you. I just want to work for you. You have to understand, I'm you know, I have to charge for my services, but I want to – and then you could always say if it's too expensive, all right, I'll give you a discount this time and I'll work with you at your
0: budget so that we can work together. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. And there's a a book, and I'm trying to think where it is on my shelf, but it's uh, uh, The Art of Negotiations. Um, I I, I think you bought that
1: for me. Did you buy that one for me? Was that from the guy who was a police or FBI negotiator?
0: FBI negotiator, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great one. I think it's at Orange. Yeah, here we are. Never, yeah, yeah. So yep. it's never, never split uh, the difference. Never, yeah, yeah. This was really I, I good. Have, fact, I have it was totally timely right. for me. But look, <laughs>
1: I have it right here. Uh, you you sent it to me, which is just that's why you're so awesome. You know, like I mean, you're always like, hey, Allie, you might like this, and you'll send it
0: out. That's the kind of friend you are. I appreciate that. But great book. Tell a little bit about that. Well, the reason I brought it up is it was timely because as I was reading it, um, I, I had a, a college that I had done a free speech for, uh just one of their leadership um, classes. It was uh oh man, I can't kappa something, I can't remember now uh what it was for, but I went in there and did like a thirty minute presentation uh, because one of my black belts was in that program. It's a it's a um, I can't think of it. Anyways, they called me to speak and uh, for their um, their big event that they had. It was like a two day event mm-hmm. in uh, in, a, in a college up north uh, from me and McHenry College. And so, um, in anyways, reading the book, it was saying you know you, you don't ever say the price first, right? You uh, you know you find out what's in their budget, like you said, and then the other thing was. Um, when you, when you give it back to them, you need to give them not an even number. So right. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I think I charged them, you know, $1,672.83 or whatever it was. Uh, All right. right. And, and he said, you know, you need to factor in the hotel. You need to factor in your mileage. But, you know, so when you give an odd number like that, uh, they really believe it. I mean, just from that, they go, wow all the way down to 83 cents, you know, yeah. what, what did this guy calculate? You know, that right, type of right. thing. And uh, yeah. the whole concept is they, just from that, looking at that, you've done your homework. You know exactly what, um, right. The you know, and then if they ask for a breakdown, you give them a breakdown. You know, the speech mm. is, you know, uh, you know $1,400, and my room right. is this, and my gas mileage is this, and, yeah. you know, that type of thing.
1: I normally, like, when I teach seminars, I normally leave it up to the school owner. Like, if they fly me in, um, I will, you know, say to them, okay, my seminar cost is a 1000 bucks for two days or one day of teaching, Um, but that includes food and and hotel and travel, right? So if they – and I'll say, listen, I can secure my own food and hotel and travel or – um, you could do the travel and find me, uh, you know, a, a, a hotel. I say my only rule is number one: I don't fly on like a like a one propeller plane, uh, you know, that that hasn't flown in years. Or and two, I need to be in a hotel that's clean and spotless because I've been brought to certain hotels by seminar people and I've refused to stay in those hotels where they were like budget, you know, I mean, no joke where I went in one and looked at the bathroom. There was like boogers smeared across the the mirror. (laughs) I'm like, that's no joke. I swear to God that happened. Another time I went in, there was like a used old pair of women's underwear on my pillow. And I'm like, really? And then I went back down and said, we want to leave. And they didn't want to give me a refund. And I took them up there. They go, you planted that. I go, yeah, I just carry Old women's underwear, so I could get a discount on the hotel i go i don 't even want to stay here anymore, so those are my main rules but but here's another thing this is something that people don't think about, and did you want to add to some of that stuff before we move on no. Uh. Uh-uh. So here's another thing that we don't think about. Now, to build a culture and a family environment and and stuff that, you know, bonds people together within your school, it's always good to do outside events, you know, events that you could do together. So, like, just for example, this past month, I did a leadership team. I have like 26 people on my leadership team and I invited them and their families to come to my house to swim in my pool. I ordered food, made salads, got all the typical stuff. Um, it, you know, timing is bad. So only half of them made it, but we just hung out at my house, you know, and we swam in my pool and we bonded, right? Um, that doesn't make me money. It's not ne- needed to do that, but it's a way of me giving back to show them how much I care that those type of events are very powerful. However, you can do other events that you could make a small amount of money for your time, but not overcharge or, or gouge your clients. Like we used to do a bowling night, right? So um, to go and do bowling, you know, we would make a flyer. Whoever wanted to come would come, and, and we'd set it up. And, you know, let's say a game and a pair of bowling shoes and, and food is like 20 bucks a person. They'll give you a deal, and they'll say, okay, we could give you the whole complete package for 10 so we still charge what they would charge, $20, and then it's fair because that's what they would pay anyway. It's not like we're adding 20 on top of it, and then we would say, well, why would I go to there when I could just go myself? So we get it or even discount it slightly, um, and uh, we go out, and we have a blast. We have a fun time, and then the great news is is that you walk away making like 150 $200 for your time to put in back into your flyer that you paid for or whatever. But everyone goes out and has a good time and you make a few bucks, right? So that's 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 a good thing. We've done um, skate nights for charity where we raise money for our demo team. Everyone who paid the, the actual skate place let us keep the full funds that were collected at the door. And we put that towards our demo team's competition season. Um, there are other events like Trampoline. I don't know if you have those by you, like Trampoline Zone or one of those companies and so on, where you could set these external events up and make a few bucks here and there.
0: Yeah, you know, the other thing is when uh, some of the movies that come out, like when Teenage Ninja Turtles came out and, and uh, even Karate Kid, when it came, came out, we, uh, we did a private viewing. We rented the whole whole place. You know, I bought the whole place and then sold the tickets you know, the seats to my, to my clients. And, and uh, that was, that was a blast. And that's another perfect example. Like the movie,
1: um, underdog kids. Do you remember that movie when that came out? That was a phenomenal yeah. movie. Um, just so happens that my student, my, my friend's student is the, one of the stars of the movie. So all I had to do is make a phone call. Hey, can you bring Aiden um, by the dojo? And he's like, Oh, he'd love to come and teach at your school. And he came, he did a guest appearance. He taught a seminar, signed autographs. He was supposed to come to the theater, but he couldn't make it. He got held up on a flight. He was competing somewhere. So he said, I'll just come in next weekend and do a full seminar. Um, but initially he was going to come and watch the movie with us, sit in the theater and sign autographs, but he couldn't do that. So he gave us a seminar and it didn't cost me a penny. Um, I gave him some money just to say thank you. But at the same time, it was just such a cool event. And by the way, you could do that for so many events that are, you know, I'm, the quote finger thing is up and I'm doing the martial art related kind of events like a Batman movie because Batman has ninjas or Ninja Turtles or something else. And it could be adult based movies. Let me be clear about that. Not adult movies, you know, like X-rated, but adult-based movies that are action movies. And you could just invite your adults to go one night on a Friday night. Hey, we're all going to the six o'clock show. Get your tickets early. We're going to try to sit together and just hang out. Maybe afterwards go to a pizza party. These little events is what builds a culture and a bond within
0: your school that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I know, uh, uh, like, uh, Grandmaster Hafner, he he uh, talks about where he'll select, you know, the seven-year-old, eight-year-old girls in the studio or whatever, and take them to his house to a tea party and and uh, do like a uh, a nail painting or what something where they paint their nails. Um, right. Uh, he he segments the groups too, so it's not just the it's not just you know everybody. But he'll, he'll do specific events to segment a certain population. Um, right. You know, so it may be, let's say, three and four year olds, you know, there is this X event. And then next month there's the six to, or five and six year olds, it's this event. And then the next month it's, you know, seven to, to, to eight year olds or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm making up the numbers, but you get the right. point where it doesn't just have yeah. to be for everybody, but you can segment your population. Also, it's probably important that he does that. I mean, he's probably has you know five hundred, five hundred fifty, six hundred people. So th- there's there's a difference in what you would have to do with that many people compared to if you only have a hundred students, you know, type thing. Yeah. But the concept is still the same.
1: Yeah, and and there, it, it does make me a little leery with you know certain groups of doing certain things without the proper um, you know uh, uh, parent parental you know. Um, uh, what do they call it when your you know, uh, parent watches, uh, over, um, I can't think of the word right now when they're like the person who's like a, a counselor that day, the parents are yeah. there to help. Um, but, um, but yeah, chaperones. Yeah. So you gotta be really careful with stuff like that. However, um, you're right, though. Segregation. And I talked about this in my book, and it's about segregating. So right now I have a new software program I'm using, and I'm very careful on segregating the lists. So, And you can tag them into certain categories. So I might say like Little Warrior Street of five-year-olds, Little Warrior boys, Little Warrior girls. So that they get, you know, if they're a boy, they get the Little Warrior tag and the Little Warrior boy tag. So I might want to send out an email for a boy-style t-shirt, let's just say, right? Or um, that kind of event or like you said with with master Hafner or maybe setting up a, a tea party You know, you, the boys are not going to want to go to that right so you don't want to send an email out or a, a post or try to market that to boy parents of, of boys because they're going to just start to ignore you and, and disregard what you're doing so it's really good to segregate your marketplace like for example, um, I had asked one of my black belts, I said, if you want, the way the software is set up, we could just tag all of our adults. If you feel like grappling and getting together and you have nothing to do on Sunday, we could literally send a text message at 8 a.m. and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm just going to go and grapple at the dojo for two hours from, from 11 to, to 1 or 10 to 12. If you feel like showing up, come on down, hang out with me. You know. And uh, if not, it's okay. It's cool. I guarantee you that an email will go out and there will be like five, six, ten people that will just show up wanting to hang out and grapple. Right? So it's all of these external or outward or outside-the-box events that we use to build a culture within your school. And by the way, I might add, this is one big important thing, it doesn't have to be just for your dojo. So if you're doing a bowling night, invite friends and family, right? Say if they want to bring their siblings, if they want to bring cousins, they could do that. And if you're making, let's say, five bucks, only five dollars, and they bring, you know, five people in their family, you make $25 that you could put back into the dojo for marketing or cleaning or repairs or, your, you know, for whatever. And um, and now you have five leads or four leads of people who potentially may want to come to the school. And you, you ask their permission if you could market to them or ask them if they're interested. And, and there you go. So it turns into a buddy
0: day outside event as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I know I talked about this, I don't know, maybe three or four called before. But anyways, uh, we've done, like, kickball tournaments. Mm-hmm. We've done uh, uh, wiffle ball tournaments. The kickball was right. more popular than wiffle ball. Um, right. You know, the, uh, what is it, the, uh, the you know, like the studio picnic type thing in the summer. Yeah. You know, all those are, are great bonding activities. Um, even if you do charge a little bit to cover maybe the cost of, You know, sometimes you gotta rent a space to to do some of those things. Right. You know, but uh, that would at least cover the cost or you you could up it a little bit to make a little bit of money uh, on on that because there's some time that's being spent as well.
1: Right. Well, you know, that's a great thing that you talked about, you know, kickball tournaments, wiffle ball tournaments, picnics, right? These are my friend, uh, Rich Vecina. He owns like, I think nine or 10 or 11 schools. Um, And uh, I don't know what it is. And he basically does this big family picnic and I don't know if he even charges for it, but what I think he does do is the people pay an association fee at the beginning of the year. And that association fee goes towards their association with the organization And it also goes towards this picnic at the end of the year. So he might pay a thousand bucks to rent the park and bring in food and barbecues and all that stuff. But he has like three or four or 500 people coming to these events. Not only does that show the power of the school and the largest family that they're involved with, right? Like, wow, I didn't realize we are so big, right? But it also shows that camaraderie, that, that like-mindedness, that family environment so that people get together and it shows how, You know, how not how powerful, but how popular that school may be. So it is a bonding event. It is could be a money-making event. It could be a culture-building event. And it could be just alone a reminder to let people know that they're part of a
0: bigger thing, a bigger cause, something more than what it actually is. And, you know, don't forget there's obviously indoor uh, inside activities too. I know this is about going outside of the school, but just, you know, um i did a at the beginning of the year i did a, a bow staff camp you know we don't usually ah. do the bow staff so i did a bow staff camp and i got 12 people to sign up that's all i wanted was 12 that's all i allowed yeah. you know and uh so you could do that you could do you know the the whole parents night out thing you could even do um uh like a movie in the park type thing where, you know, you have a screen and then you got your projector and and, uh, you could, you know, play a movie out in the park. Um, You you know, you might have to rent that space or whatever, uh, but there's some other ideas as well. Well, what I'm going to do, uh, before the summer's out,
1: and I'm not sure, it's always hard, like, you know, you ask a parent, is this Saturday good? No, I'm at a wedding, I'm at this, and my kid's in something, he's got, you know, so I'm going to pick like a Thursday or a Friday night, probably a Friday night, because it's less likely that people are doing things. And, um, we're going to do a Cobra Kai. Uh, party at my house, you know, the karate kid thing. And I know a lot of people, I was on one of Century's websites and people are saying, nah, you can't use it. It gets against the law. To, to I'm like, we're going to hang out at my house and watch the Cobra Kai series on YouTube red. I have a membership and I'm going to sh- just hang out. We're going to, you know, ma- get some food, pizzas, whatever, no charge, nothing just, and, and selectively ask, you know, maybe adults and teenagers. And, and you know, it, it would be like a come first kind of personality, a, a setup where, you know, the, the first 30 people, because that's all I want to have at my school, at the house, and then just hang out, right? So it's another way of building camaraderie. Like last night, I taught at my East Isop school, and um, normally our adult classes are dead on Tuesday nights at that location. So I called like six of my old school students that have been with me for a long time, those that really love tradition, and I said, I'm going to be teaching a Hanbo class on the short three-foot staff. And, you know, teach the culture, the bowing, the, the history of it and, and work on the techniques. And I had like six of my old school adults have been with me for like 20 years, 15 years, 19 years like that. And they love the class. Now they're begging me, can you do that once a month for us? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to just do a class for you guys once a month, but it, it really creates a great synergy. One of the places that right by me is called Sky Zone. I don't mean to promote their business, but it's a trampoline park. Um, they do events all the time. They'll probably they probably have a private room where you could use for food, and they probably would even supply the food, and they charge for a ticket for the hour or two and the food, and then you could ask them what the discount is and how much you can mark it up, and you all just go there and hang out.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. So that, that would be a uh, yeah, that'd be a good time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so so we talked about, like, all the external events. You know, what, what the name of our topic was Outside the Box Activities for Profit and Fun, fun being the highlight, um, but profit as well. So we started off talking about, you know, how do we promote self-defense seminars to real estate agencies, right, and saying, like, all these women realtors are going to houses um, by themselves in an isolated, abandoned home showing a property – to who knows who they're selling it, you know, to or showing it to. So they should be learning self-defense, basic awareness, learning what triggers are, learning how to protect themselves. God forbid, right? Um, you could approach realtors and say, listen, I teach this course on self-defense. Be knowledgeable enough to actually do it, though. Just don't go in there and teach, you know, a reverse punch and, you know, you stop and stay away. You know, you got to have realistic stuff and it could turn into a one-time intro. Or a one-time course for ninety-nine bucks, or thirty-nine intro, and then like a six-week course that you go every week, or twice a month to the actual office of the real real estate where they move the, the conference table off to the side, and um, you know, and so on. So uh, yeah. Anyway, long story short, that's one event that there. You could, like I said, sell yourself to go and actually be the instructor at outside day camps. Um, summer camps, uh, YMCAs, you know, outside after-school programs or daycare programs that are all day long. You're an expert in what you do. Might as well use your skills and and sell them and put them out there. Just don't wait in your dojo going like a twiddling your thumbs, going like, oh, my God,
0: I hope something comes around. Go out and right. dig for it. Search for it. Yeah, and uh, the reading programs at uh, libraries and stuff like that as well.
1: Yeah, well, don't you do?
0: I mean, you do the field trips at your school, right? Where they bring the they
1: bring the people to you. But you know, wouldn't you be able to do like what you said, like the reading programs and go out and literally do stuff? Because you have a book that you give away. Um, you have a few books, right? You've written books on goal setting, right? On on respect and all that, right? What are some of the books that you've written? Are they actually for sale on the, the Amazon? People could buy them.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. On, they're on Amazon. But uh, yeah, so uh, self-esteem for your child, goal setting. Um, I've got two affirmation books. You know, it's uh, uh, the best year uh, ever. You know, year one, year two, that type of thing. So yeah. yeah, so now, so you could go to a
1: reading program and and you know in a library and go there with your book and teach those methodologies, right? You know, those things that are in your book or martial arts and and so on. So there's so many ways for us to tap into alternate sources of income, make money.
0: Yeah, and there's, uh, you know, the VBS, the, the, the church, the church, uh, almost every church has some sort of vacation Bible school that, uh, right. you know, you can get, get in contact with them, ask them, ask them when it is, ask to go in and teach a self-defense. Their budget might not be, uh, as high as, uh, others, other other, uh, businesses, but, um, you know, there is that opportunity. And then, you know, of course, if, if, uh, uh, you got to do it for free. You need to say, well, I'd like to pass out, you know, these opportunities for classes, you know, that there needs right. to be a trade off. So so that just threw a whole nother
1: realm of, of things, you know, religious institutions. Right. So whether it be Christian churches, synagogues, Buddhist temples, you know, Muslim centers, whatever the case may be, um, we're all I think mostly everyone on the planet these days is concerned with self-defense. We see. More and more on a regular basis, how dangerous the planet is becoming. I know it 's through the media and it makes us worried, but there's some crazy things that go on right like so if that's if there 's a one percent chance that my daughter has to face something dangerous, I want her to be as prepared as possible. So churches would even have you come in as a self defense expert. I remember when my teacher uh, first said to me to start a school, he said, "Go to a church and start teaching a program there and build up your clientele and start some membership there and then bring them to uh, bring them to your dojo. I, when I first started in 19, I guess it was like 89, um, somewhere 88 around there teaching. I taught at Farmingdale College in my, you know, it's a few towns away from me. But from that group of college kids came some of my first five, I think it was like my first five or six black belts. So they you know they started with me in the college, they went over to my school, they trained with me in my school, and then become black belts, and actually ended up teaching for me and helping me so I mean that that's another program by the way, you could do it for free, or the college may even pay you to teach a class there uh, you know I teach a self defense class or you know um, you could charge a small amount of tuition with their permission to the students ten, twenty dollars or whatever a class or and so on. So it's an endless opportunity, and I think that we as school owners, sometimes we get caught in the trap of being closed-minded. We, we think about what's around us, right, which is our four walls in our dojo, and we're always trying to market from the outside in, right? We're never really marketing from the inside out, or we, some, most of us do, but there's a lot of us that don't, meaning like, you know, talk to your clients, talk to your parents. See, we had, um, we had a group of Girl Scouts. They come in every year. There was like 300 of them throughout the day um the first few years we signed a lot of them it's a repeat group of girls now that have done it and the ones that have never signed up they still keep coming back for that class but they're not signing up in our school but there are things like girl scouts boy scout groups you could go to these different gym jamborees and and visit and teach and do demonstrations and so on um you have to start thinking outside the box a little
0: yep nope i agree and um you know, I will put a plug in for uh, Chris Sutton and uh, oh, yeah. the, that, Cobra, that Cobra Defense because uh, he's got a whole real estate um, uh, market on how to c- capture them and, and get a hold of them. So, you know, you brought up real estate agents. I mean, he's got yeah. his whole thing on that. So Yeah, and he not only – I mean, so there you go. Like you could join
1: his program or buy his program or whatever. And he literally tells you how to go out and market to them, the letters to give to them, the program to teach to them, and what you should be charging them. So it literally takes all the guesswork out of it. So a lot of times school owners will listen to you and I, and then they go into reinvent the wheel mode, or they go into uh, self-discovery mode, or they go into, hey, I'm going to make up a program my own and, and, and they get caught in what we call you and I analysis paralysis where now they're frozen in all these thoughts when they can simply go out and buy you know like i we've done things together we did the smart program online we did my referral program we did your summer camp not summer camp your after school program for like 29 49 59 they could buy the complete package that you've made thousands on and we've got we've you know we've done hundreds of students through so um, my suggestion is go to an expert and find out what they're thinking and work with them and make sure that they're involved in you know i mean make sure that they're doing what they say they're doing and then take that program and run with it
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we've already been talking for like 40 minutes or a little bit less because we started a few minutes late. But so, I mean, any other thoughts as far as things that you could think of as far as outside or we kind of covered a lot of it?
0: No, I think we're good. You know, take action. That's that's the most important thing. You know, don't listen to yeah. the ideas uh, and just listen to them. But take action.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, not only listen to the ideas, but and not only take action, but start using and training your mind to think outside the box. Try to think in a way that most people don't – you don't think. Like, you. you again, we, we talked about this where um, you get caught up in being where you are. And I said this to my class last night. I said, you know, when you come to do my class for the adults, I said, I want you to be here. And I said to them, what do you – what do I mean by that? They're like, well, we do want, you want us to show up? you want us to come to class? I said, no. I said, once you're in the class, I want you to be here. And they're like, that doesn't – Compute, You know, (laughs) that's illogical, you know, and I'm like, well, sometimes we're here, we're we're in the thought, we're in the process, but we're not. We're thinking about 50 other things and we're distracted or we're going to get around to it, you know, and uh, sometimes we never do. So I think that we should start thinking now. Um, you know, in your area, start searching now in your area. Reach out to the PTAs, the PTOs, parent teacher associations, parent, um, you know, parent teacher organizations, and offer your services. You know, just put it out there and say, listen, if everyone, anyone is ever in need of me coming to teach a self defense class at your activity, your Girl Scout group, your Boy Scout group, put the name out there with your information. You're bound to get one or two moms that'll stick in their head. And the next time they're looking for that, they go, yeah, there was a guy on our group that offered that. Um, so let me give him a call, right? Start reaching out to realtors and just get a feel, test the waters, take, get a get a feel and consensus of what they're thinking and, um, and go out there and actually do it. And that's really in my closing statement, I guess.
0: All right. Sounds good to me. Well, thanks, Sally. Nice getting back with you.
1: <laughs> awesome, Dan. We'll talk next week. Everybody have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the call.
0: See you soon.